0: friends and welcome to Social Scoop. This is a podcast by your social mate where we give you all of the tea on social media news as well as bring on an amazing guest to give you an inside scoop on what life is like in this creative world so we're gonna dive right into all of these updates that we have for this week there are actually quite a few of them but I will say I usually have some complaining to do about the updates that we get thrown at but I will say a lot of these updates I'm actually very excited about we're gonna call this a pretty good update week especially if you are a creator the first thing is that Instagram is testing new creator monetization options so again if you're a creator I know that you are spending a ton of time money energy effort into everything that you're putting out there on social media i would hope that you're very excited about getting some of that back basically they are testing a new partnerships messaging folder within instagram dms this is the first of these new monetization options Basically, this partnerships messaging folder is a dedicated space within your Instagram DMs and it will help you so that you can connect with brands and start partnerships with brands literally through your Instagram DMs, which I think is insane, but so cool and something that I'm sure, you know, was going to be in the future for us the way that Instagram has been heading. There will be three different categories here for brands to look through all really cool. The first one is they want to partner with you. Basically what this will show for brands is people who have requested to work with the brand. Now I'm not sure of the details on how you would slide into that inbox. That has not been released yet but somehow you'll be able to say I want to work with this brand and then your name will go on that list of people that want to work with the brand. So the brand can go in there And look through all of those options, which is really awesome. I would hate to be a big brand, honestly, (laughs) with that feature because I can see it being very full of people to weed through and a big project. But I think it will be very cool, especially for maybe smaller brands. I can see enjoying that a little bit more. The second option that they're going to give different brands in this partnerships folder is follows you or tagged you. So as a brand, any creator who follows you or tags you is going to come into this category. But as an influencer or creator, this is gold. Okay. This is amazing because you'll be able to, first of all, follow this brand and you're already on their radar. You didn't even have to do anything other than following them, which is amazing and tagging them like all those brands that you're tagging now you have a special place in their inbox where they can say wow i saw this post that this creator tagged us and wow we'd love to work with her so i think this will be a really great opportunity right now before this feature comes out if it comes out i hope it does i would say if you can go on all your lists of brands that you want to work with and go follow them if you're not already i hope you are but if you're not already go follow them and then whatever posts you can tag them in tag them because when this feature comes out Brands are going to be like, ooh, what's this? And clicking through all of these folders. And if they can see you out of a smaller pool of people before everyone knows about this feature, that is gold. So we want to do that. That is definitely what I would suggest if you are a creator right now who has brands that you want to work with. And then the third category that they will be giving brands is suggested for you. Again, I don't know what kind of parameters will be shown here and how they will be suggesting creators, but again, another cool way that somehow you could possibly end up on a brand's radar. The brands will also be able to look through all of these creators within the different categories, or there will also just show all creators in general. They will be able to sort through by, I think it was follower count, age range, gender, and location. So from an influencer or creator standpoint, I would make sure that those things are very clear. Again, your age range, gender, and location. Make sure they're accurate. If you've moved recently or something like that, just in case the brand is looking for someone in your area and you have like somewhere else listed, they will not be able to find you in an accurate way. So just make sure all of that information is correct. The second new monetization update that Instagram is testing out right now is a new digital storefront option for creators to go along with their affiliate program. So, I think it was probably about a month and a half ago that they announced an affiliate program and then we never heard anything about it. I will say I actually did just get this feature. I haven't really had a time a lot of time to play around with it and the time that I did play around with it, I did didn't really feel like it was awesome. However, it is still very new. When things typically just come out, it usually takes a little bit of troubleshooting and it takes a little bit of time for that aspect of an app to improve. So I'm giving them time. However, I, I wasn't super excited about it, I will say. To give you an example, so basically when you are, if you're a creator, you can look at your page and right above uh, your message and follow buttons, there will be a view shop button. And then once you're in that view shop tab, you as a creator will be able to make different shops. So for example, my everyday makeup products, people will be able to go into that little shop and they will be able to look at all of the products that you've tagged. So this is really cool if you're getting a ton of questions about, oh my gosh, what foundation do you use? What foundation do you use? And everyone's asking you. You can literally just put them in one of these shops and then put all your favorite foundations and then you could just send someone that shop. And then it's great because... If you're using brands in that shop that provide commission to creators, you'll actually be able to earn commission on that. So it's basically like to know it or shop style on Instagram. As a purchaser, they will actually be able to check out through Instagram, so they won't go to a second external website or anything like that they will go and check out right through Instagram. Pros and cons here between both of these uh, really cool new monetization features, obviously this is both great ways to monetize. I really, about the digital storefront, I really like that it's a little bit more organized for your followers to shop. Again, like it makes it a lot easier if you are getting a lot of questions about a specific product or about a specific topic to just send people there. Maybe it might have better percentages for commission than maybe, like to know it or shop style however we're not really sure about that just yet and also it's a really easy way to make connections with brands you love through this new partnership messaging area on Instagram DMs however I do have some cons (laughs) nothing Instagram puts out is perfect okay I always have to look at both sides of it and say like how can this work out well or how can this be not so great and there are always cons. My first thought with the digital storefront option is, if I have a shop on my Instagram, is my page going to feel too salesy between sponsored posts, sponsored stories, now we have a shop, it's great that we're earning commission, but are we putting too much product and salesy advertisement kind of content in front of our audience, and is that going to turn them off? That is always my main concern. I never like to throw too many sponsored posts or too many buy this, go to this, try this, because I think it can overwhelm people and really turn them off and make it feel like you are just there to sell something to them versus be their friend, have fun, hang out. So that's always something I worry about, and I do feel like this could be something that could make your page a little bit more salesy than you may like so keep that in mind. The second thing here is how limited will the products you're allowed to share actually be and this was the biggest problem that I had with this new feature that I've been playing around with so with the digital storefront I was like oh okay let me go check some of my favorite skincare brands and see if they're on there and I didn't find any of the brands that I use on there and I'm not using like small brands that no one knows about. Most of the brands that I wanted to tag and that I was looking up were brands that are at Sephora or Ulta. So I was very surprised to see that none of them were on there. However, again, this is a very new feature and I can only imagine it getting better as time goes on. I'm sure more brands will get on there. Obviously, they're going to be making a lot more sales. So I do think that it will get better. But for right now, I'm not super excited about it. The other aspect, I I know I said one of my pros was that maybe there could be better commission percentages for creators on this new commission-based digital storefront. However, it could also be worse commissions. So it could go both ways, honestly. And again, we don't know. And all brands are going to be different. So every brand could be a little bit different depending on the platform. So that will be something that we will have to check out. Then my only issue with the partnerships tab, this messaging folder for partnerships that's going to be tested. I do think it's a really good idea, but I will say I am part of the TikTok Creator Fund. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically you have to hit a certain parameters. I think you have to have 10k, get 100,000 likes in 30 days. I can't remember what the exact things are, but there are certain things that you have to check off before you get to be part of this program. So I just recently became part of this Creator Fund and I honestly, I haven't really thought that it was very exciting. The brands that are coming in through this little feature are brands that are super spammy, brands that are like Fit Tea kind of stuff or like Amazon product reviews. They're not very legitimate brands that I would consider really working with. So that's something that I'm thinking with maybe on Instagram, it could be similar. So I'm curious how many big brands like Neutrogena, Lulu's, Lululemon, like all these big brands, do you think they're gonna use the partnerships tab? Or do you think that they're just gonna stick with the classic way of doing things? And part of me says they probably won't use the partnerships tab only because there's so much that goes on within your negotiations with brands and contracts and things you need to sign and emails and creative briefs. There's a lot of documents and attachments and things like that. And I think that having that all through Instagram DMs will make it a lot less professional and possibly a little bit more unorganized and messy. And I don't think that big brands who have a ton of influencers to take care of are going to want to deal with that. So we'll have to see what happens, but I will say I think both of these features are really cool. I'm glad that they're trying to make more options for monetizing as creators. However, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. The next feature that Instagram is working on right now is suggested replies. So when you're on the creator or the business section of your account, there will be a section there that says suggested reply and it is a feature that you can turn on or off. They say that suggested replies are replies that are suggested as you type based on your saved replies. I would definitely like to try this out, but I will say as someone with a, a mentorship program that I get a lot of questions that are exactly the same question. It would be very helpful for me to have these kind of quick replies. I do already use the quick replies quite a bit, but suggested replies would make it easier so I don't even have to go into that quick replies section. So I think this could be very beneficial. However, this is just something they're testing at the moment. So we don't know if it's gonna be something that will you know, come to the forefront on on the app. Possibly the most exciting announcement that I have today, I know that you've probably already heard this, Instagram story link stickers are now available to everyone. You do not have to have 10,000 followers on Instagram to be able to share an external link on your stories anymore. Hallelujah! How long have we been asking for this? And it's so funny, in the post they were like, we heard you. (laughs) So apparently if we talk loud enough about anything that we want changed, maybe eventually five years down the road, it will get changed. So this is really awesome to see. So anyone who does not have 10,000 followers, check your stories in those little sticker options where you can get your gifts, you can get your countdowns. It should be in there. And you will be able to link to any external site and on the sticker it will show the external site's name you won't be able to customize that but check and see if you have it if you have less than ten thousand followers and have not had the swipe up option before if you don't have it this is a feature that's slowly rolling out to everyone so give it a couple days give it a week i'm sure you'll get it eventually but this is so exciting Gosh, we've really been waiting for this for so long, shit. Really interesting, another thing here uh, that I wanted to share with you, this is also something that Instagram is testing right now. Again, I think there are a lot of pros and cons to this and I would love to be on the testing end right now, being able to see what it looks like. But Instagram is testing a new style of home page, So you'll be able to choose what in your timeline and the three different categories are home, following, or favorites. Now, a few weeks back, we saw some update that they were testing a favorites option. So you'd basically be able to go onto someone's profile, rate them as one of your favorites, and then they go into your favorites list. This seems to be what that would be for. It showed it on the top left-hand corner, you'd be able to click on the options there and choose home, following, or favorites. When you hit favorites, my assumption is that it's going to show all those people that you favorited. So. If you ever have the issue of, oh my gosh, what the heck, I never see any of my friends' posts. Like, I don't even follow that many people, but I only see the people I don't really care about as much. Like, where are the people that I want to see? This is the way to do it. So this is really awesome. And then there's also the following tab. So obviously that will show people that you're following. But then home, I'm not really sure what that will be considering like following your favorites are the only two options that I feel like make sense. So I, I'm honestly not too sure exactly what it will look like, but I would be very interested to see it from the other end. And our last update that we have here is Instagram is testing the possibility of sharing posts in DMs with a swipe kind of weird so the way that the picture had shown it or the little video is that you would swipe to the right on a post and there was a little arrow there a paper airplane And you would be able to click that and send that post to someone in the dms now they talked about getting rid of the little share button quite a while ago and i think everyone freaked out about that because it really is something that we use very frequently so i think that would be really cool to still have the option where you can send it in a dm however i wonder if you would still be able to share it to stories from there that's my first question my second question is what about a carousel like this showed like a one photo post you would swipe to the right and then you'd be able to see it pop up you'd be able to send it but what about a carousel because we already swiped to the right to see the carousel so I'm not really sure how that would work I think that confuses me a little bit but again we'll see how all of these updates go there were a lot of updates today that are just tested things that are in the process of being tested right now who knows how many of these are actually gonna come to life however I actually think a lot of them are gonna be really awesome and a lot of them I'd be very curious to see if it's beneficial or not so I'm really excited about all these updates, but it is time now to get into our lovely chat that we had with Zara. Zara is literally such an amazing human. I met her on TikTok. We could just do the same thing. So we connected through commonalities there. We found out we have all the same books that we love. Like we have a lot in common. So I'm really excited for you to meet her. She is so great. And she also has a lot of information to offer on what it's like being the person that chooses influencers For campaigns. So I am here today with Zara. She is a social media expert in all different ways. So Zara, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to finally meet you.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this.
0: Yay. So start off by just telling us a little bit about you and what you do for anyone who has never, you know, seen your page or seen your work.
1: Sure. So I'm Zara. I am a New York based content creator and influencer And I've been on social media for nine years. So it's been quite a while. And I create content mostly about like social media marketing. So giving tips to influencers, like how to navigate the space. And then my favorite topic is like how to monetize as a micro influencer, because I feel like. When I first started doing this back in 2012, brands would not even look at you if you had less than like 100,000 followers. It was so hard. Micro-influencers like weren't a thing. It wasn't like taken seriously as a job or anything. So now is like literally like the perfect time for like influencers to get on it. And it's quote unquote like easier compared to then. Obviously it's not easy, but it's so much easier because brands are like seeing the value of micro-influencers. So I'm like, I love creating content about that. And we need like influencers to be like transparent about like pricing and like what they do so then like we're all on the same page so that's like mostly what my content focuses on and I am also a corporate social media manager for a brand that's like my more traditional like nine to five that I recently got five months ago I started yeah it's a little hectic trying to manage like my own personal brand as an influencer and then my nine to five role but it just gives so much like interesting perspective working for the brand side now. So it's really fun. I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So your life is basically just revolved around social media. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, literally, there's like this quote I saw a few months ago. And it was like, either if you take your hobby and turn it into your career, you're either gonna love it or end up like hating it or regretting it. And I'm like, I really hopefully I just love it. Because like my whole career, like I got a degree in marketing. It's all social media based. Like, I can't go anywhere else. And Obviously, I love it. So
0: that's good. Yeah, I feel the same. Like my, I do the same thing where I have like my business and like that separate part. But then I also am an influencer creator myself, so I also am immersed in social media literally 24/7. There's no <laughs> like real clocking out, but. It's easy when you love what you do and there's, I feel like Instagram and TikTok, really, they throw so much new fun stuff at us all the time. So it's very hard to get bored of it. However, Mm -hmm. actually, one thing I wanted to talk about is with all of the the updates and all the new stuff that we have to hop on, do you ever get overwhelmed with it from your job perspective or from your creator perspective as well?
1: Yeah. Like overwhelmed is like an understatement. I feel like I'm constantly overwhelmed with all these Not really TikTok, but like these Instagram updates, especially the past few months, one after the other. This is like really bad to admit as a marketer, but like I only recently followed the creator's page because when I like was in college I was just like so stressed out with college I graduated in 2020 and then when I was like job searching I was like interviewing I had so much going on I was like I can't keep up with all these social media updates I stress myself out even more so I didn't even follow the creators page up until a few months ago where I'm like okay like I have a job I'm like settled down a little bit let me like look at all these updates but even now I like try to like limited like I'm not gonna keep up with every single update yeah. even though I know it is my job but at the same time like you have to separate it and be like, okay, what's realistic for me? And <laughs> keeping up with the creator's account 24 seven, is just not my thing. Like it can't.
0: And the craziest part about it too. So it's funny you say that I actually did the same thing where I didn't follow the creator's account until oh, no. probably two or three months ago. And I was like, all right, fine. Cause there was just so much going on. And it was like, yeah. I'm in the same position where I'm expected to know all of this stuff. And for me, it's a little different cause I'm a mentor. So like, yeah. it's weird when my students find out news before I tell them. So I, Definitely. I feel so a pressure to always know what's going on and same thing like in the last few months it has been all constant like you cannot avoid it there's so many updates and a lot of the stuff too i think is all like testing things So like it's not even officially things that are happening sometimes so i'm trying to like not pay attention to the testing stuff as much because i'm like Don't stress out about it. It may actually never become a real thing. However, there are actually a lot of really cool features that I've seen that are in testing now that I'm actually really excited about, but it makes me scared to think about what social media is going to look like in the next few months and how many like curveballs we're going to be thrown and how much we're going to have to evolve. Yeah,
1: definitely. I feel like that's the thing, like in social media, it's constantly changing. And whether you have a traditional nine to five or your own business, or like you're an influencer, you have to keep up with that at all times because that's how you're going to be successful. But just finding that balance is just so important.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunately easy to fall behind. If you're, if you don't like when video, especially with Instagram, obviously TikTok is video, but with Instagram, Mm -hmm. when they had reels come out, obviously everyone was like, oh crap, now I have to start creating video. And that was a big change for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I like making videos. Like I have a lot of fun with TikTok videos and stuff, but it's a lot when you feel like you have to do it.
1: No, literally. I was actually like not huge video person before I got on TikTok and before Reels was a thing, I just felt like I overthought it. It was just too much for me to do. But then I think that's like the beauty of TikTok. You like just post something and it it doesn't have to be perfect curated (laughs) and stuff like that. So like now I love video like Reels, TikToks. I love it all.
0: Yeah, I actually I feel very much the same. I at first with my TikTok videos, I'm I come from like a photography background. So for me, I was just like, okay, all my TikTok videos have to be like with a plain backdrop and I need to use my camera and they need to be perfect. And they were performing like, okay. But then I remember trying a couple on my phone, just like that. I threw together for fun and they would outperform the other ones. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? So I, I agree. I think TikTok is a lot less pressure and I've found myself creating more and more content there and like almost Mm -hmm. making that just as much a focus as Instagram because I'm like it's actually a lot more fun because I don't feel so anxious every time I'm getting ready to post something
1: (laughs) no I'm the same way I feel like I prioritize Instagram and TikTok like the same now
0: yeah and I I never thought that would be my reality honestly because I'm again I'm a visual person like I love photography I love like high quality content so it's so crazy to be like yeah just use your cell phone and I don't know throw it up it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
0: and one thing I will say too and I'm curious to see if you agree so with TikTok growth like I don't do hardly anything for growth on TikTok versus Instagram like Instagram I'm like okay I need to do all this engaging and make sure I'm sending DMs and all of this stuff. And I, again, it feels like so much work and so much pressure. Whereas TikTok, I literally post a video and I will close the app and come back off three hours later and I'm like, oh wow, I hit a thousand views. Like what? <laughs>
1: yeah no I'm the same way I feel like there's I don't want to say there's no strategy but it's like compared to Instagram there's less of a strategy you just gotta just throw like the quote throw shit at the wall and see what sticks because a lot of things do stick that's how the platform is designed where like everything just not everything but like a lot of things just perform really well so like just don't overthink it so yeah I definitely agree with what you're saying
0: so as someone who is very active on TikTok do you have any good like strategy or like tips and tricks or what are things that you do actually pay attention to on tiktok versus instagram obviously is way more but what are the things you pay attention to on tiktok
1: Yeah. So when I'm creating videos, I always do less than or 30 seconds or less because I feel like short attention spans, people are not going to watch one minute long videos. I know I don't really consume content like that. So I think watch time is something like that's definitely like something I pay attention to. So like a shorter watch time, obviously, if you have something valuable, like valuable to say, you can make a longer video, like people are still going to watch it regardless, but it might not perform as well as the shorter videos. And then I also I'm just like trying to be realistic. Like when I first got on TikTok, a lot of TikTok like mentors were saying how you have to post four or five times a day. And I, yes, I can know literally if you have other platforms, if you have like other things you're doing, that's so hard for me to do. I can't do that. So I'm just like, I would just be realistic about what you can and can't do. So and stick to it. I think consistency is so important. So I know that I can do one video a day on the weekdays and then maybe like Sunday. So like, I post six times a week and that's something Mm -hmm. I've been doing since I started my TikTok in October of 2020. So ever since then, I've been super consistent with it, and I've seen like a pretty steady growth. Like it hasn't been like an insane amount, but it's been like pretty good. So I think consistency and being realistic about what you can do is that would be like my strategy.
0: Yeah, I actually completely agree. And those are very similar to the things that I try and pay attention to as well. I have a very hard time keeping my videos under 30 seconds. I always am like, okay, shorten it. But sometimes I'm like, everything that I've said, I need to say. Because on TikTok, when you put a video out there, and you don't say one little bit everyone in the comments is like you didn't mention this Mm -hmm. people are like tiktok vultures in the comments. they're out of control versus instagram people are out of control on tiktok
1: they have like no remorse like they will come at you for every little thing and a lot of the times they're like younger
0: kids too that are like you're so ugly and so then it's
1: oh my god
0: okay I don't remember like our generation being like that when we were younger. I don't know. Maybe we were, but also we're growing up in like a totally different or they're growing up in a totally different age. We didn't have social media like they did in (laughs) MySpace.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. I think it's a lot different, but TikTok is definitely like more cruel in terms of like hate. So I do understand what you're saying. You do want to make the video longer because you're going to give five disclaimers because if you don't, then like people are going to come at you. you. So it's like-
0: it's a losing situation sometimes (laughs) exactly yeah you honestly can't win you just have to do what feels best and just cross your fingers okay i know that you also you said you work social media for a brand so i wanted to talk to you a little bit more about like that brand perspective because that's something that not everyone has Mm -hmm. obviously as someone who's educating in social media because that's a lot of what your content is you're teaching influencers how to monetize teaching people how to like more successfully use the platforms what do you find that you, what are some valuable things that you've learned from the brand perspective that have been really surprising to the people that you like teach them to? What do you feel like you've learned that people are like, oh my gosh, like that's such good information. What kind of like inside scoop do you have that people really love? Okay. Yeah. So I love that. I like went into a full-time job because
1: having The brand side is so important for what I do as an influencer. And like my account, like you said, like I teach people. So I have that inside scoop. But one thing is like a lot of like influencer mistakes because when you're working as an influencer, you might not realize how things come across to a brand side. So just for example, I have been seeing a lot of like influencers who just aren't professional, which I am so shocked about. I feel like I'm a pretty professional person. It's just like the little things like saying like, when you start your email being like, hi, and addressing the person by their name and being like, how are you? Or how's your weekend? It's very small things. But like some influencers, like, they don't do that at all. They don't say thank you. They don't like close off their emails. And then a few influencers I worked with recently, they I like give an email that has everything like you need your link you like I give them a unique link so we can like track how much like conversions we have and stuff and their unique code and just everything I have it very organized and written out for them it's also like in their contracts and a lot of the times influencers will literally five minutes before the post is going to go up what we decided on they'll be like oh what's my code what's this they're just not prepared and a lot of the times also they have their post up and they never put like their unique link in their bio, even though the caption says click the link of my bio to shop. And I have to like chase after them and be like, Hey, we really need to like track your success based on this link. It's only going to help you because if I see you're getting like clicks and some conversions, like I'm going to go to my boss and be like, okay, I want to work with this person again. But it's like a lot of them aren't doing that. And I'm just like, I'm so confused because when I work with brands from the influencer point of view, like I have everything written down like on an excel sheet like all the links everything Mm -hmm. I need to do and I always like email the brand too and I'm like okay I just want to make sure we're going live at this time and this and this I'm so like nitpicky with it but like a lot of these influencers they're just like they like almost like don't care and I'm like that just looks so bad so I feel like that's just like a frustration I'm having from the brand side and I work for a pretty small brand, so we've only worked with a couple influencers. So I can't even imagine for like, these multi-million-dollar companies who work with like hundreds or thousands of influencers, like what no. they have to go through. So yeah. I think my one piece of advice would be like, please be professional, be prepared, and organize. and be organized. Yeah, be responsive yeah. to emails. Like sometimes influencers will take like
0: weeks to respond, and I'm like, we have campaign deadlines here. You know? Exactly, and I, that's definitely something that I know for me. You sound like you're also a very type A person. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: 100%. <laughs> I've, I'm the same way. I'm just like, yeah. give me all of the spreadsheets and to-do lists. Like, I love that stuff so much. And I think because I love it so much, that's, I'm also very organized. So I totally understand that. But it's interesting because I've also been on the brand side where I used to manage campaigns for for different mm-hmm. brands. And same thing, like I would get influencers who wouldn't even put periods in their sentences, just be like, would just respond. Yeah. If I had a question, yeah. like, you know You would be Mm -hmm. so surprised by what the other side looks like from being just an influencer and not being on the brand side. It's really crazy how easy it is for you to stand out for being someone that's professional. (laughs)
1: 100%. It's sad.
0: It shouldn't be like like that. (laughs) I would want to work with
1: you again for the bare minimum of you just saying thank you or like, how was your weekend?
0: Yeah. And that's something again, in my mentorship program, like I always try and explain that to my students and and say, these are real people on the other end. Like, it's not the brand that you're talking to. It is a human being. Like you have to appreciate that. And that's how you build connections with those brands. Again, like that's something that's going to make you want to work with them again. If they had it, like they had a good experience. Like you, you maybe like even follow them on Instagram or something. Oh, I saw you got Mm -hmm. married last weekend. Amazing. Like those are things that like no one does and that will set you apart. And I know something that I always try and do is like, brands that I work with and I really love and want to keep working with, I'll even send them like a little thank you, like a box of cookies. My best friend makes these really cute, like the sugar cookies with the decorations on the the So I'm like, oh, I'll make, have her make cute ones and I'll send them to the brand as like a thank Mm -hmm. you. And I'm like, no one does that. Do you know, like I am going to stand out so much. And that's something I try and really take home for all of my students. Like just really explain how important that is. One thing I wanted to ask you. So I'm curious to hear your answer. I know a lot of the girls that I have as students are always worried about having discount codes and having like tracked links because they're like, what if I don't make any sales, but my content is like really good. So I guess my question would be from a brand perspective in your experience so far with the influencers you've worked with, if an influencer has like really good content, but maybe their conversion is not as great. Is that something you would still work with that influencer or is it you guys are really focused on like conversion and then if it doesn't hit then that's not really something you would do again
1: yeah so for me I obviously can't speak for other brands but obviously I have like I know how influencers work I know like how the social media space is so I'm not like super hard on them like sometimes with like my boss and stuff like that they'll be like oh like this person didn't get enough 50 sales or something like absurd, but I'm like, you have to be like a little bit realistic. These are micro influencers on Instagram, which it is also so hard to grow on Instagram like already. Like we have to be a little bit lenient. So I definitely wouldn't penalize an influencer who makes amazing content, but it didn't get as many conversions. And I don't think any brand should do that because you're still getting amazing content from this influencer and you're getting brand awareness. I don't think a lot of, people don't realize like how important brand awareness really is because my thought process is always like so if you post one post for a brand you can't expect to get like so many conversions because their followers are only hearing about your brand for the first time that one time but if you do like multiple posts like the uh, influencer posts one week and then spread it out like two weeks later they post about the brand again I can like almost guarantee you they're going to get more conversions that yep. second time because you have that brand awareness like they already introduced the brand to their audience so you can't right. like as a brand only work with an influencer once and be like oh we didn't get the results we wanted like you have to do it at least two posts minimum in my opinion and then see if they're really not even getting like any clicks like not even conversions just like no clicks then i feel like okay that's like maybe saying something i'd be a little hesitant to work with them again but if you get amazing content and you're working with a really sweet person And you're getting some conversions. Like I'm going to work with you again.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's tough that a lot of brands don't see it from the influencer perspective. Like I I notice it sometimes with like smaller brands. I think the big brands and agencies, they know, Mm -hmm. they understand like smaller brands that are just starting out and don't have someone like you that is an influencer as well. It's very tough because they're like, we paid you for this post and you didn't sell anything or you only made this many sales. And it's like that repeat exposure really is so important. Because yes, sometimes it takes people multiple times of seeing something to actually want it. But -hmm. the other part is, if you post once, reach is all over the place. They could not even have seen the first post. So sometimes you need that repeat exposure. So it's good that you understand that. And As a brand rep, and I wish that more brands did understand that because I think it would make our lives a lot less anxious.
1: (laughs) So much, yeah.
0: Honestly, are there any things as a brand that you'd instruct influencers to make sure they do or on the other end, like things that they should never do? Okay, so...
1: For make sure, I think it's just like what we talked about earlier, just you have to be professional, be responsive. I understand a lot of influencers that we work with are like college influencers, so they're super busy and I totally like sympathize with that. But like taking a week to get back to a brand when we have like campaign deadlines, I feel like that's a little excessive. So just being like reachable or if you're going to be busy, if you're busy with like exams, if you're in school, like just let the brand know. Because like you said, brands like there's a human behind it, they're going to they're going to understand if someone's, oh, I have, I have an exam, like I can't get the post up by then. I'm literally going to be like, it's totally fine. Like we can move it to the next week. So just being responsive is super important, being professional. And then obviously the opposite side of that is like, don't be like, don't be unprofessional. Don't like- um, right don't be like rude to the brand because there is someone behind it who's going to be a little bit upset. And also just clarify, I like worked with this one influencer and she, I love like influencers that ask questions. So that's one thing, like you never should feel annoying. Like I used to feel like that when I first started, I'm like, Oh, I don't want right. to ask the brand. Like so many questions they are going to think I'm like unprofessional or I don't know what I'm doing, but like, no, ask all the questions. I love when influencers ask me questions because I had one influencer and she basically was like, okay, this is like my creative direction that I'm going in. Does this align with the brand and like what you're looking for? And I'm like, you're amazing. These are the questions we need. So if one thing, like just ask so many questions, it's fine. We don't get annoyed, you know?
0: The thing with asking questions too, is it's only going to be beneficial for everyone at the end of the day, especially with content ideas and things like that. Because in a brief, sometimes the guidelines are not, very specific. Like you have a little bit more room for creativity, but you don't want to do something like too far off. And then you have to reshoot that content. So I'm the same way. Like I love being like, Hey, here's my idea. Is this approved? Because the Mm -hmm. other thing too, is it's kind of insurance for you as an influencer. If you write down this whole idea of this is what I'm going to do. And they say, yes, that's perfect. Go for it. And you do it then you send it back and they're like, actually, we don't want this. Like mm. that's grounds for you to say, what the fuck? Because yeah. you guys literally just approved it. And I, I spent all this time and money and effort. Like exactly. well, I'm not doing it again. Oh, so exactly. that communic- it's communication at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. making sure that you're being very clear and in, in timely communication and very clear communication so that everyone's on the same page. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the day, hopefully everyone's happy. <laughs> exactly. So again, being on the brand side, I'm sure, especially working with micro influencers, I can only imagine how different people's rates are because especially micro influencers, I think they have obviously been in the game a little bit less They or less time. They maybe are just starting to understand what they should charge and things like that. How different are the rates that you see from if you have an influencer that has 5k in this engagement rate and another one that has the exact same staff do you ever notice that the rates are just totally different or do you guys usually propose the rates
1: yeah so they actually we asked them their rates and this Mm -hmm. is another like inside scoop but these influencers like the micro influencers they're not charging enough obviously from the brand side when i'm working i'm like okay like this sounds good but like the influencer in me is Girl, like you can charge double or triple the amount because I have influencers who have like the same follower count as me, and they're charging way less or like they're barely charging anything. Right, and they have even better engagement than I do, and I'm just super confused about that. I'm like you can literally charge more, so the pricing is all over the place. I can imagine. You know, one thing, one thing I also saw was like people are charging this less for video content, and I'm always like a big believer that you charge more for video content Absolutely. it takes more to create and also if you're posting a reel it has more potential like a higher reach. reach than posts typically do so they're charging either the same amount for a post and a reel or like significantly lower so I just I'm That's like so backwards. okay yeah I always obviously I can't like mentor them like <laughs> when I'm working for the brand <laughs> side so it's like super challenging but the rates are really like all over the place I feel like that's why it's like important to have people like us, not to be like, oh, we're so great, but people like people us, like us. <laughs> people like us, people <laughs> who like are like educating people about and transparent, and stuff like that, yeah, being transparent because if you have five thousand followers, like I have a few influencers with five thousand followers and like super great engagement, and they're only charging a hundred dollars for a post, and I'm like, you're just missing out on a lot. So yeah. yeah, it's just all over the place, and I feel so bad.
0: It's it's tough because. Obviously having been there at one point in my life like I had nowhere to go to find out what should I charge. It's not mm-hmm. like a normal like an accounting job where you can go on mm-hmm. like glass door and see the <laughs> yeah. salaries. There's yeah. no sort of like regulations or like any sort of organization there at all. So most of the time I feel like people just pull these numbers out of their ass. And I, so we actually went through and we made, um, like a pitching and monetizing ebook that's on our Etsy page. And in there, I have a chart that literally says, okay, starting rate for something super, super basic. If you have this many followers, this is where you should be starting. But Add more if you have a high engagement rate. Add more if you have like ad-worthy content. Add more if you have a lot of previous examples of like, here I made a bunch of sales. There's all those different things that you can charge like a premium price for if you do have, again, good engagement and all that kind of stuff. Because not everyone has it. And when you do have it, you stick out so much more. So you should definitely be charging more money for that. So when an influencer is trying to figure out if someone's listening right now and they literally have no idea what to charge, like how, like, where would you even direct them to figure it out?
1: Sure. So I, when I first started, I started using those like calculators. I think there's one on the influencer marketing hub and it's not accurate at all. I feel like you should look at that but be like, oh, I need to charge five times this amount. Like Like, literally multiply it by five. (laughs) No, like it is so low, but I feel like when you're first starting off, okay, look at that and be like, this is like the absolute bare minimum, like multiply that by five. And that's how much like you should be charging for a like absolute like base rate. That's what I say. And then that's also the thing, like base rates are a thing. Like when I, it's so hard for me to, I feel like you probably get this question all the time too, where people are like, oh, like how much should I charge? And it's, it's so hard to give an answer because- you can have a base rate, but there's a million other things that go into the rate that's going to increase it. I literally just don't have the answer for you. Like for each individual person, it's going to be different. So I guess my tip would just be know that you should not be charging like 50 bucks for a post, regardless yeah. of like how many followers you have. And you can start charging earlier on. I feel like a lot of influencers, are like, oh, I only have only have 5,000, but it's that's right. not only that's like a good amount. So exactly. Um, or at, like, I have
0: at, to hit 10K before I can charge.
1: Oh my who God. Who no. made that I up? Didn't. Yeah. Who made <laughs> that up? Because I got my first one in like first paid deal in like 2016 or something. And I had $3,000 at the time. And also back then, like I said, it was just so, so hard different. to even get paid anything. Yeah, honestly, so, so much is changing now. Like you can charge, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so that actually brings me into my next question about so much changing and how different it is. So I'm curious to hear your answer for this because I have a very aggressive answer to this. So basically within the last like six to 12 months, what like how do you feel about how social media has changed? Have growth and engagement looked very different for you in the last maybe three to six months versus last year? Like how are you feeling about the way things are going on social media right now?
1: Okay yeah 100% my engagement has tanked compared to like how it was in the past and I feel like everyone's mostly everyone's like on the same boat it's so hard to get engagement like a good engagement yeah. you could do all the right strategies you could do everything right and Instagram will still be like no this is a shit post like Literally, I'm not gonna make it yeah. perform well. so I think like obviously engagement has tanked and then oh, what was my other point I feel
0: like reach is the same
1: reach has been yeah, horrible like, too yeah like even people that follow me I feel like they're not even seeing my content. Like I'm posting at different times. I'm trying out different things and they're still not seeing it. And I'm just like, I'm doing everything. But it's one of those things where it's like, there's only so much you can do. Like you're you're just going to have to create the content and have fun while doing it. And obviously I'm not going to say, Oh, it doesn't matter how it performs because yeah, it does matter. for. It's
0: impossible not to pay attention to that.
1: Yeah. And it's, I like get embarrassed sometimes when I do a sponsored post and it has half the amount of likes or engagement or comments than like my other posts. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to like go back to the brand and look them in the eye and be like, this is what I created. for you. It's just so awkward. Well, it's like one of those things where it's, I hope the brand understands that like I did everything I could, like maybe we can try again. It's going to perform better next time. And then one thing I've also been seeing is people have to be more intentional with their posting. Like they can't just put like a random picture and it doesn't even have to be a perfect picture yes like those are like the things but I like that I feel like I like when people have long engaging captions like even if you're like talking about like your life like your dog or something I want to know about that like that in your caption no more like just emojis in the caption and like throwing random stuff on Instagram you really have to be intentional so I think that's like for the better it's just like creating more conversation so I'm all for that
0: Yeah. It has, it's content that has more value. Like you're not just putting something out there. And again, it's a pretty picture with some emojis Mm -hmm. as a follower. I hate seeing those posts because I'm like, this is my friend and I want to support them. But what do you want me to comment on this? Ask me something, give me some info, give me something that I can talk back with and start a conversation. But I always notice that I'm thinking about like my mentorship students, when they're first starting, before we start talking about captions and things like that, it's difficult when they have something that just doesn't really have value and they're like oh why is it not performing well and I'm like think about this from a, an outside perspective what would you comment on this oh my gosh so yeah. cute okay but oh, like no. a thousand of those comments not me I'd rather yeah. just not have comments than have those honestly.
1: no I've seen also from like when I work with the brand like I see other influencers and if you look through their comments all of them are just like oh my god so cute or like scenarios. the heart guy emoji and I'm like is this really engagement? Like you have like 500 right. comments, but if it's just so half-assed for lack of a better word, like yeah. is this really engagement? I it like questions. It makes me question a lot of things.
0: Right. And from a brand perspective too, you guys are probably looking at that being like, okay, so is this even going to convert into any sort of sales? Because clearly these people exactly. aren't even like, if there is a caption and they're still leaving like just a heart emoji, like they're not reading the caption. So are they actually caring about and taking in what the influencer is even saying if they're, you know, not actually consuming it the way it was meant to be consumed. I'm sure brands are asking that all the time. No, I've
1: actually seen that so many times, like one or a few influencers we've worked with. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a great influencer to work with. And they do like really great content. But then I look through the comments, like after the post has been up and these people will comment on literally everything besides our product. I'm not kidding. They will literally comment on like something like in the back of the wall or something (laughs) like that. And not like the main focus. I'm like, oh my God, I need to rethink like working with this person again because- Exactly. They're not not consuming, like you said. They're not consuming content the way it's meant to be consumed. They're just putting. They're doing it
0: so that they can get a response back. Like yeah, exactly. Andrew and I actually talk about this all the time because he'll look through my comments and be like, "So, like, again, did this girl even read what you actually said and everything?" And then I'm like, "No, she's just commenting." So I'll go back and comment on her page. But I'm so sick of that type of interaction. Like, I just start responding to those, and I'm just like thumbs up emoji because I'm like, "Can you just leave?" (laughs) yeah like what do you want me to do with this exactly like I hate to feel like I'm sounding like ungrateful for having a comment I appreciate that a person took time to comment but it has no actual meaning I don't feel closer to this person I don't like we haven't started a conversation like the that's the same oh my gosh so cute Thanks. okay. Like it thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else you want me to say to that. It's, it can only go so far. So I try as an influencer, whenever I see like my friends who have sponsored posts, I always will like intentionally try and comment yes. on the product because I know that will look better for them. Like yeah. and I think that like common courtesy. So any influencers who are listening, that's what you should be doing oh. for your friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even like my non like influencer or social media friends, they're so amazing. They will comment when I do like sponsor posts. Yeah. And, like even they know how to comment like a- appropriately or like the exactly. right way to comment and stuff like that so just put in the like a little extra effort and You'll yeah. do
0: better more of the story so <laughs> as someone who educates influencers do you ever get like nervous or frustrated about being like a leading voice and like having again people come at you for small things I think it's a very brave thing for you to put yourself out there being like here's information here's education and I feel that I'm enough of an expert to give you this information yeah. How, do you ever feel like again nervous or anxious or frustrated with that aspect of your job
1: Yes. So I always, I always say this, but social media is not one size fits all. So I never want to give tips and then have someone come back and be like, I did exactly what you told me to do. And it did not work. I don't have 10,000 followers, like blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's okay. Like my account, and I'm sure you can agree to this, like it's there to serve as a guide. Like I will give you tips and tell you my experiences and what has worked for me but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like what you have to do is take all of these and like trial and error, implement them, Mm -hmm. see what's working for you. And if it's not, try to switch it up. You can't just like look at someone's like strategy and exactly copy it and it's going to work for you. Yeah. It's not going to work for you. You're going to have to like change it up and see what's working for you. So I feel like when people come at me, like super frustrated because they (laughs) didn't get the results that they wanted and it's okay. Like I'm doing my best. And then So that makes me like a little like nervous. And like, sometimes I get like a little upset about that. But the other thing is also like when people feel like almost entitled to your knowledge in a way, I like my tips are on my social media, I literally am an open book, like it's free, it's there, consume it. But like, people will either not watch your videos and ask the same question over and over again. And it's like, pretty simple things. I feel like, in the past, I used to like just spend hours responding the same thing over and like, yep. over again. And it's just like really, it's exhausting because now it's <laughs> I have a full-time job. I am I have two full-time jobs right now. This exactly. is so exhausting. And I don't want to be like, don't want to be a bitch and be like oh can you check out the faq section like all my highlights but it's but there also for like
0: recent look at the faq section on my highlights yes, <laughs> it's there for a
1: reason it's not there for like pretty aesthetics like just yeah if you go through that like i promise you your questions will be answered and then right. there's always people who are like oh tell me exactly like how much you charge for this post and this and this you are not entitled to every point like every exactly. ounce of knowledge i have in my head i give you yep. a lot and I'm so appreciative that I have this platform, but it's like when people are like super rude about it and like taking advantage come at of you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is just, like, that's the frustrating part. Like I love what I do, yep. but that really gets to me.
0: I agree. I will get like DM. If I have a, a social media video go somewhat viral on TikTok, mm-hmm. I'll get a ton of Instagram DMs of people being like, I want to be an influencer. How do I do it? And I'm just like, Yeah, just watch the videos. Okay. Like, what do you think I have? Three hours to sit here and type a whole novel to you? The things that people are lazy, like how you were saying, like your content serves as a guide. It is not a copy Mm -hmm. and paste situation. So you have to go in and do some of your own work. But that's the issue for people is that they don't always want to do their own work. They Mm want to just be like, here's how I do it. Okay. Why didn't it work? Okay. Fuck you. You suck. I hate you. (laughs) And that's actually yes. how it works. And so, I yeah. mean, I think it's a very brave thing that you're putting yourself out there because at the end of the day, people, especially on TikTok, people are crazy and are, can feel very entitled. Yes. Sometimes you're just like, I'm not getting paid to do this. Like I'm putting yeah. this information out there to help you. So at least be appreciative instead of just being rude that you didn't get the same, you know, result that I did. Exactly. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> People so are, are too much. I was going to ask you, I totally again, lost my, my train of thought. Okay. So for someone who works a nine to five, what tips would you give someone who works a nine to five, but also maybe wants to work on social media on their own kind of thing? Like I, I'm sure as a type A person, you have plenty of spreadsheets and timelines and all of this to <laughs> keep your life together. But in general, what would you recommend for someone who is working a nine to five, but also wants to be a content creator?
1: Yeah so I think my biggest thing would be just to be easy on yourself and be forgiving with yourself because when I first started my job I was like a month in and I was exhausted like I work like nine to six so not even nine to five I work nine Mm -hmm. to six and I would come home literally eat dinner and fall asleep like I couldn't stay awake I was Mm -hmm. so exhausted and then at the same time I would try to create content like for my own personal brand and I'm like after like a few weeks of trying to do doing this, I felt burnt out. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like I literally this is this is not healthy. I need to just be okay with not putting out content. I think at that time, I like didn't put out a TikTok video like every single day because I like had to take a little break. I was like, I yeah. can't do this. Let me adjust to my full time job. This is something I've really wanted. And it's a big change. So it's okay. I don't have to keep putting out content right now. I'm gonna get into the group of things. So in the beginning, just be forgiving with yourself. And then after you get the hang of things, I think it took me like a month and a half or two months to like really just like be in the groove of things. Of course, I have three planners. So <laughs> I love to just like I plan out feeling. my week. Yeah, yeah. So I love to write everything down, sticky notes all over the desk. Mm-hmm. And I like batching content. That's the only way like yeah. I'm going to get anything done. If you're going to have a nine to five and you want to be an influencer and this is going to be, you have to treat it like a business. This is your business too you're going to have to like make some sacrifices. So I sometimes like I just won't be able to go out and hang out with my friends like every once in a while because I need to stay in and I need to like plan for I'm having like a meeting with the brand. Like I just need to plan out like what we're going to do and stuff like that. And that's okay. And then I also work on the weekends now too. Like at least either saturday or sunday like i spend the whole day and that's when i'm able to like batch shoot yeah. my content because like i'm in the office every other day so it's i can't like shoot content then obviously so you're just gonna have to be willing to give up at least one day to prioritize your brand like you have to see what matters to you and obviously right like my personal brand like being an influencer at that is so rewarding for me and that ma- that's something that matters to me so it's not like a really big give. Like I can shoot content on the weekends just one day. I'm fine with that. And that's what I've been doing. Right. And it, yeah, it's been working out super well. So just be easy on yourself, be forgiving and definitely be organized and batch mm-hmm. shoot your content. It's gonna save you so much time. Oh yeah,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, even for someone in my position, like I don't work a nine to five, I do my business and my influencing all full time. Like I still- we shoot on the weekends too. So usually like Monday through Friday is my days to answer emails and be on calls and, you know, write captions yeah, yeah. and do this and that and plan. And then on Saturday, we'll go out and shoot for the whole day. So even I think it's important for people to know, even when you do become a full-time influencer, a full-time content creator, whatever, there's still going to be sacrifices. But I think if yes. you enjoy it enough, it doesn't, again, it doesn't feel like you're like, slaving away on a Saturday like I love Saturdays because I'm like I get to dress up get to do take a bunch of photos and it's exciting for me so I I guess I don't mind it as much but yeah it definitely is something to know so that brings us to the end of our episode this is a great conversation I feel like I I loved it
1: no I feel like we're just we talked about this like we're literally the same person like we like the same books we like do like similar things like It's just so easy. Like I was like, I'm going to be honest, like in the beginning, I was like a little nervous because I've never done a podcast before. I'm like, what if the quality? Like the audio sucks or something like that. And then I like literally started talking to you like one minute in and I feel like we've known each other forever. And I'm like, okay, this is like flowing so naturally. I love it.
0: I love yeah. it. Yes, the internet brings together all of the people and that's the best part about our jobs. We wouldn't have yes. we wouldn't have met each other if it wasn't for TikTok.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah.
0: You know, so thank you the, TikTok. Exactly. The internet is amazing. So, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you if they want to go find you?
1: Sure. So my Instagram and my TikTok are both at blogging with Zara, blogging with and then Z-A-R-A, Zara. And then I also have a blog, which is just Zara's blog.com. So those are all my socials and blogging with Zara also on Pinterest.
0: Okay, amazing. Yay. And that will all be in uh, the description and everything like that. So you guys can go click it and go check out her page. Um, Yeah, she has a lot of amazing information. I always love watching all her videos and everything. So you guys will definitely love it. So thank you so much for being on. I had so much fun and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Yay!